Hi, my name's Jason. I'm the senior pastor at Chilton Church. We hope all our messages will help you connect more fully with God's love, grow as his follower, and share his hope with those around you. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, hopefully everyone feels welcomed. You know the people that you're next to, uh, and this can be a special time uh, going forwards together. Um, for those who are listening online, my name is Jason. I'm the pastor at the church here, and it's great to be able to share as we come to this very significant moment for us as Christian people celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so as we move towards this moment, I want to share with you two key ideas that come out of the readings that we've had. Thank you so much to David and to Beryl for reading, uh, despite the blips with the mic. Um, That was great. Uh, But the first key thought is this that comes out of the readings, and it's this. The way things start often give us a clue into how we're then meant to engage with the information that we are about to receive. So perhaps this uh, little clip will help to illustrate that, hopefully. Seven extraordinary continents. Each one full of life. Seven worlds, one planet. of horror on some of your faces as the news jingle kicked in. I thought it was interesting as well. I I was looking at the comments on YouTube uh, on the the Seven Wonders, and they were saying, wow, all of the continents get a fearsome animal, and Europe gets the hamster. (laughs) So I don't know what we make of that, um, but we do have people here tonight from other continents, and it's great to have you. Uh, Welcome. Um, I I think that the point of of showing that is that as you watch the beginning of something, the very beginning, uh, the first line or the, the introductory music that kicks in, it gives us a key as to the genre that we're about to engage with. Is this a time to relax? You know, we're going to watch an 
immersive story. I heard the groans as we, we cut Star Wars. I've now got to compete with Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings, but that's why I ended with the news because I thought, well, perhaps I can be as engaging as that. Uh, but is this a time to relax or, or is this now a time to engage with real events that have real significance for us. And so I think, I'm not sure about you, but I think it's interesting the way that Luke positions the birth of Jesus into the history of the world. Uh, We had read earlier Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus, a historical character that we know a lot about. Quirinius, who was the governor of Syria at the time, who we know about. These are historical people. This is placing Jesus into history. Quirinius is associated, we know, with a second census that comes later on, probably in about AD 6. Uh, We read about that from Luke as well in Acts chapter 5, verse 6. He speaks about the second census. Um, From our reading, uh, we know that this is an earlier census, probably uh, as we know from Luke chapter 1, Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born around two years before the death of Herod the Great. Herod the Great died probably in around 4 BC. That would mean Jesus was actually born, according to the Bible, in around about 6 BC. Uh, I'm not sure if that's perhaps uh, new information for you. But the question is, why is that even important? Why, why do the biblical writers even make an effort to be able to place the birth of Jesus into a known history for us? Why take such care to do that? And this is the big, important first thing that I'd like to leave you with. It's that Christianity is rooted in significant, meaningful events, not interesting ideas. Our faith is based on the fact that a man, Jesus, was born into history. Other things were happening in the world at that time. And he lived and he taught and he performed signs and wonders. He died at the hands of historical rulers. And he rose to life again, was seen by hundreds of people at different times. Christianity is not a theory on how to live. It is a response to God who has miraculously, we believe, come and lived among us. It's not the writing of one person having a vision. Not the writings of a group of people who sat together and tried to come up with a a great set of ideas for how to live a, a morally good life. Christianity, we believe, is about God coming and living among us. Seen, observable, tangible. And that event, the birth of Jesus, it made something very special possible. The angels understand what it means, and that's why they sing what they sing. Verse 13, um, thank you, Beryl, for, for reading this. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host. And I just want to say, you know, our culture, I think, has done a, a relatively poor job of representing angels as we read about them in the Bible. And so what is being spoken of here are the angelic armies of heaven. And the the typical response to people meeting angels in the Bible is to fall on their face in terror. 
because they are now seeing something so great and powerful and wonderful. And so these poor shepherds really get an eyeful. As they first have the angel appear to them, now they have the the armies of heaven sort of uncloaked before them, and they begin to sing. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. They're responding to the news, not to the story, to the news that on that day, And in that place, just as had been prophesied centuries before, a Savior is born. Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Lord. The angels know that that means two things. It means that peace now can pour down and glory can rise up. Don't you like that moment when you have that cup of tea? And the kettle's just boiled or the coffee's just percolated and you pour it into the cup and it's so hot that the steam rises up. And and so the two go hand in hand together. And this is a bit of what the angels are saying. They're saying that, that the birth of Jesus is enabling this to and fro now to happen between us and God. Glory and praise can ascend forever from man to God. And peace which in the Bible means wholeness and rest and joy and fulfillment and contentment can descend forever from God to man. But the question, the big question, is on whom does this peace land? Where is God pouring out this peace? Because we see through the Bible that God's peace does not descend on everyone. God offers us a choice to engage with him or not. It's those who have chosen to worship and to follow and to trust the person of peace that are able to receive the peace that the angels sing about. And so this becomes the key question for all of us at at Christmas. I believe whether we realize it or not, have you placed your hope and your trust in Jesus, God's plan for your peace, or not? The Apostle Paul uh, writes this uh, as he writes to the church in Romans, uh, in the New Testament, Romans chapter 5 and Romans chapter 15, says this, Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, God declaring that we are now right before God because of the work and ministry of Jesus, not because of our own efforts. That is incredibly powerful, that we have been justified, but how? By coming to church, by, by doing good things, by, by giving to people in need? Well, those are all great things, but that's not what the Bible says connects us with God. It's through faith in Jesus that we receive this gift, and we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 15 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. That's a great offer. I'm not sure how many of you have been stressed over the last couple of days, frantically getting ready for Christmas. How many of you have something cooking at home right now? And you, oh, hands up. Okay, excellent. Well done. Well, I'll stick to time. Okay. Uh, but, But this is a season of challenge 
for many people, not just because it's Christmas. We live in a world of great challenge. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And God offers us his joy and his peace as we trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope if you connect with people who come here, that you get to meet with people who have real issues and are struggling through things and are genuine human people, and yet still, by the grace of God, we get to overflow with hope. Not because we're special, but because God has filled us with something incredibly powerful. And so in the Bible, we see that what unites us with God, what makes it possible for us to experience the reality of what the angels were singing about, it's our trust in Jesus, who came as a baby. He came to live. He came to die. He rose again to prove that he was who he said he was. And so I want to give anyone here tonight, maybe maybe. You are a Christian, but maybe it, it hasn't been a focus for your life over this last season. Maybe you've come to the point where you've been thinking about saying, you know what, I, I actually want to make a decision to, to journey forwards in my faith and discover more about you. I want to follow him. I've, I've heard enough up to this point. Maybe you're here tonight and, and you just wanted somewhere to experience something Christmassy. <laughs> oh, well, you want, you're wonderfully welcome for whatever reason you came in. But if you are here tonight and you're in a place where you're saying, you know what, I actually do want that peace and that joy that Jesus is offering. And I am willing to put my hope and my trust in him. Then I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Really simple that you can pray tonight. Christmas Eve, what a wonderful time to make a prayer of commitment to God. This is the prayer. I'll read it to you before you I ask you to pray it so you know uh, perhaps what you might want to do. Lord Jesus Christ, I choose to trust you. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. I'm sure all of us have things that we recognize we've done that are wrong. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I can be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. Please give me your life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the church and how to connect with us in person or online, wherever you are, please visit our website at www dot chiltonchurch dot org dot uk